0: Welcome to another edition of Kicking It with Coach Red, where we talk about all your favorite teams from the Pacific North Bresh, where we break down the good, the bad, and the Mariners.
1: Oh, the As Mariners
0: always i'm here as your host coach red you can find me on twitter at the real coach red we've got kid wonder the next the next best thing since sliced bread <laughs> the me. I, I don't know how to write with my right correct hand lefty france is here as well that's me
1: what's up pete
0: find him on twitter
1: at lefty France give it a follow
0: so this one for us is going to be a little Sunday fun day action for all you guys and we're going to go a lot less structured we're going to call it a little bit of a grab bag episode where we're going to ask each other three questions about about some of these uh teams that you love to follow I don't know what Lefty's questions are. He does not know what my questions are. Some of these questions were thought up a couple minutes ago. Um, But, hey, we're going to do the best we can and provide the top-notch quality content that you love to hear. And before we get into that, big shout-out to all of our fans.
1: Huge Um, shout-out to them.
0: On our early episodes, I know that we had a little bit of a break. appreciate everyone coming back and getting some listens, but we've got some pretty good listenership on the early ones and we just want to let everyone know that we appreciate, um, all the listening. Cause ideally if there's no one listening, well, I guess we could still make the podcast cause it's fun for us, but Hey, <laughs> uh, when people listen, uh, we love it and give us some feedback, hit us up, hit us up on social media, uh, Insta, Twitter, Twitter's about the easiest, uh, my direct messages are open. So slide into those DMS ladies and gents, <laughs> uh, to talk about, Pacific Northwest sports. Yes. We'll we'll cap it at that. Don't don't need anyone coming in (laughs) too thirsty. (laughs) 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 Might be thirsty Thursday, but we're doing a Sunday fun day right
1: now. Yes.
0: All right. I'm going to kick off uh, with Lefty. And I want to start with a team or a school that we have yet to talk about yet in the podcast and going to Lefty's alma mater uh, at Eastern. And this last year, they made the NCAA tournament. They made the FCX playoffs. So my question for lefty is next year, is the football team or basketball team going to be more successful for your Eastern Eagles?
1: I mean, definitely the football team, the basketball team lost their head coach and a lot of their pl- a majority of their players um in the transfer portal uh some guys followed the coach down to portland um other guys went to oklahoma after they it's a big scored. jump from
0: eastern to yeah. big 12
1: when you when you perform on the the big stage uh a lot of eyes are on you and they got they got looks after that but Definitely the football team. They've always just been great. I mean, would love to see defense step up a little bit more next year, but they they can always score. <laughs> They're always yeah. scoring, and yeah, I just think that the football team will be better than the basketball team, and will hopefully make it back to the fcs playoffs and get to that natty yeah make it back to the natty hopefully not have to play in north dakota state but they're kryptonite yeah it is their kryptonite but yeah I, not much more to say about the uh the old football team but i just <laughs> they're gonna win ball games. they'll beat uh hopefully they play the old grizz and Take them down, FTG. FTG. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yep. But, yeah, I got a question for you now, Coach Ren. Shoot. All righty. So, another team that we have not spoke about on any episodes. Where do you predict UW's football team – to finish in the Pac-12 this upcoming season? So technically, the University
0: of Washington football team won the Pac-12 North playing a grand total of four games, (laughs) three and one. Um, They did lose some players in the transfer portal, some guys that were highly touted coming in. For me, I've got them battling Oregon for the top spot, and as you said, you know, uh, FTG, I am not a big fan of Oregon at all. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, stay weird down there, you Portland people, but for the Huskies, they, last year was Jimmy Lake's first year at the helm. He's a guy that is been a phenomenal defensive coach coach defensive backs they put a lot of guys in the league they do have a lot of returning talent this year you've got uh, trent mcduffie you have Asa turner cam williams the defense is gonna be fine ztf who was a splash player last year towards achilles in the spring this year uh i think he was a second team all-american um at seven sacks and four games seven or eight sacks and four games the dude's a Baller, but I think the defense is going to be just fine I think what's going to really put them over the top is on the offense last year you had uh, Rome Rome doozy I believe is how it was and Jalen McMillan that were both freshmen on the squad you bring back uh, Kate Otten in the tight end spot your entire offensive lines back you've been recruiting well in the offensive line you bring back your whole stable of running backs you add to that position but I think the key factor for UW next year is going to be quarterback play Dylan Morris redshirt freshman last year came in was a big time game manager started to let it loose a little bit in game three played probably his best game and then struggled against Stanford but you have the incoming number one pocket passer recruit he's a legacy it's Sam Heward his dad Damon played for the school. His uncle Brock played for the school. Both a quarterback, both had a little bit of time in the league. And the kid is a stud. I mean, he can he can sling it. He's a lefty as well, so I think that lefty, lefty might have a little little bit of bias for him. Yeah. But set a ton of records in Washington State. He's got one of his wide receivers that he played with at uh, Kennedy Catholic coming along as well so I see big things for them because they're they've always been a pretty complete team there's they always seem to flub up against a team that they shouldn't lose to but it's going to be interesting to see how they perform with the full off season and a full season with Jimmy Lake and it's going to be awesome because I think they open up with the Grizz there you go FTG oh yeah
1: FTG (laughs)
0: <laughs> and then they get to go play Jim Harbaugh, who uh, being in the Pacific Northwest uh, from his time at Stanford and his time with the 49ers, I don't think a ton of people are very high on the John Harbaugh train. And I would love to beat the ever living hell out of Michigan uh-huh. and put a statement, you know, could be a game where Sam Heward asserts himself and says, what's up college football. I'm here. Yeah. Um, He's got good bloodlines. I think that there's gonna be a lot of good talent around him. And I, I'm excited for, for their football squad for sure. I think that they're gonna they're gonna be right in the thick of everything. And if the cards fall right, uh, they could push to be that college football playoff contender out of the Pac-12 because you've only had a handful of teams playing that college football out of the Pac-12, UW being one of them in Jake Browning's sophomore year. So um, big things should be coming for this squad. Definitely. All right, Lefty, we're going to go to someone that we've talked about before. Um, Let's go ahead and stay in the football realm. It's going to be the Seattle Seahawks. And, for me, the question I have is what move that the Seahawks made this offseason do you think will be most impactful for their year?
1: Uh, honestly, I feel like Stone Forsyth. Lefty, stop, stop.
0: Think again. Get a new answer. Our, 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 third of three draft picks is going to be the most impactful guy for the Seahawks this year come on bro I know this is off the cuff but you're you're going going off the rails like hey this is like hey I was in sober October and you know November 1st it's like hey we're going to Vegas like that's all right
1: all right Dwayne Eskridge it's gotta be
0: okay
1: I mean speed He's going to be it's helping our receiving core just be an even bigger threat than it already is. Um, he He's going to be, like you were, we had spoke about on our Seahawks episode, like when him, Metcalf, and Lockett are on the field, Lockett's the slowest guy. Like yeah. that just says – something right there like it's gonna be so scary to watch all three of them line up and have rw3 Mm -hmm. just cooking and cooking in the pocket and hopefully he's got that protection and can just be able to sling the sling the pigskin around his (laughs) his threats and let those guys just do it you know I want I want to I thought process was a little bit different
0: okay mine mine would be bringing in Shane Waldron as the offensive coordinator because I think it can be impactful on a lot of different levels uh reading some of the reports his major focus right now is tempo which is something that the Seahawks have lacked um the offensive style that he brings to the table is different than they had. It should have more variety. And I think that with the blocking scheme that he brings, if he can keep Russell upright, those mumbles and rumors that you heard of Russell wanting out of town, I think those can be quieted with a cleaner year and um, just a more efficient offense and a little bit more creativity. So I think that if he – fizzles and burns out as the offensive coordinator, we could be looking at a new offensive coordinator and a new quarterback next year, which I'm crossing my fingers that that doesn't happen. Oh, let's hope not. If he can live up to the hype that everyone's given him of being a Sean McVay understudy, you could really look at this taking the Seattle offense to that next level that they really haven't had in a long time.
1: For sure. No, I, I agree with you on that. Stone Forsyth. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. It was just, I liked his name. <laughs> cool name. Throw it out there.
0: <laughs> he, he's the most likely out of all the Seahawks players to um, make an impact in WWE next year. with Yes, sweet name. exactly. thought that's
1: what we were talking about, right? <laughs> All right. I got one for you. We'll, we'll keep it to the Seahawks. So this is a little different. I want to hear your top five all time Seahawks. Top
0: five all time. Um, I will Doesn't have
1: to be in specific order. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say
0: it. for sure that I'm going to be more skewed to, you know, Mid 2000s on, because sure. that's really when I was old enough to start understanding yeah. and following football. I might throw in. Uh, actually, I'm going to start with one guy that you know lit up the record books for Seattle. Hall of Famer was a former uh, late late round pick by the Titans. We got him for nothing. Steve Largent. I think has to be on that list yep. as top five Seahawk of all time. Just with the amount of yards that he put up it's it's pretty crazy to think about like total player like if we were talking to a different one of our coworkers who watched him play his whole career you'd be getting a lot different answer I don't have a ton of content on old Steve Largent (laughs) but he's all famers so he's gotta he's gotta make the make the list there for sure next guy I would say that makes a top five all-time Seahawks is another Hall of Famer and it's Walter Jones. I mean, you talk about yeah. a guy that wants to, that is the epitome of a buy side blocker. This guy was an elite talent, played his whole career for Seattle, start to finish. When you had him and Hutchinson next to each other, those two paved the way for Sean Alexander to get an MVP season. And then when Hutchinson left, you know, he was more of that power run guy to run behind and Sean Alexander, Uh, faded after that yeah but the guy is everything that you want out of a left tackle and i think that realistically he's one of the better ones to ever play in the league definitely two um let us see here now we're gonna start skewing heavy (laughs) to the current uh bobby wagner Is definitely a top five for me. He is the epitome of what you want a linebacker to be. He's been an all pro multiple times. He's made a ton of pro bowls. He's been at the top of the league in tackles year in, year out. He's the leader of the defense, has been his whole career. When you had the Legion of Boom, he was the leader, the captain of that team, playing in the middle, and he was still young at the time. I mean, when he was on the field, he was in rookie year two and three in the big Legion of Boom years to have that type of trust from the high level talent that was on that team is crazy. I mean, the guy is phenomenal. I like Bobby. Man, there's just so many guys on that defense that I want to pick, but I am not going to pick them right now because i'm gonna go ahead and pick russell wilson i like it as a top five uh super it. bowl winning quarterback uh has made the pro bowl every single year except for the years that he won the super bowl because he wasn't eligible but third round pick glossed over because of his size has overcome that in everything you want a leader the positivity that comes with him, the creatability that he has the escapability out of the pocket the magic that he has in his fingers i mean it's crazy <laughs> you've magic seen fingers. so many so many splash plays that came off of weird scrambles i mean doug baldwin in the arizona game Russell Wilson runs around for damn near 11 seconds before finding Doug Baldwin, who makes an immaculate catch himself. Yeah. Scores a touchdown. Or the two-point play against Green Bay, where Russell Wilson, again, runs all over the field and just throws a ball in the air, and it somehow is to a wide-open Luke Wilson. Wilson to Wilson combo.
1: No, I like – I think Russ is a good – you got to have him in that.
0: This last spot is tough. I wish that I could have more than five, (laughs) but for me, it's Cam Chancellor is, he's in my top five. And the reason is the Legion of Boom was revered as probably the best secondary or one of the best secondaries to ever play in the NFL. And Cam Chancellor was the heart, the soul, the quiet leader, the guy that was the epitome of a glue guy after he got hurt and couldn't play anymore is when you really saw the legion of boom, start to fracture and fizzle. So with cam chancellor, he had dynamite hits and picked the ball. The athleticism was off the charts. I was at a playoff game against the Carolina Panthers and he legitimately jumped over the line to block field goal, three consecutive plays. There were three consecutive penalties, Mm -hmm not by one was by him, but he legitimately jumped the line three times in a row in yeah. that game as well. He had a pick six and yeah, my favorite was hard. when he, when he in the, I've got two of my cam chancellor, big hitter stories. And one is in the super bowl to Marius Thomas coming across Ooh. the middle. And he lays him out, knocks him back five yards um, does a lot of damage in that game to him. Yeah. And, Demarius Thomas may have uh, set the record for most receiving yards in a game, but it was a complete blowout. And when Cam Chancellor absolutely demolished him, that set the tone for the rest of the game. It was over after that. And the other one is for old Vernon Davis. You know, going up for a pass, you know,
1: Vernon a Davis still has perfect nightmares. hit.
0: Like Cam, Cam puts shoulder to shoulder. Does not go. Got up flag called on him
1: it was clean
0: it was so clean and after that like you know the memes and stuff that come out like when you're sitting there getting ready for like valentine's day that you see out there (laughs) so there was a picture of cam chancellor's hit on vernon davis and the the rhyme that was on there was good night stars good night moon good night vernon from the legion of boom (laughs)
1: oh my that's legendary (laughs) yeah
0: that's awesome quick quick recap i went with a few older guys and uh three more recent guys so steve largent walter jones bobby wagner rw3 and cam chancellor
1: bam bam cam those are good i like it
0: right so lefty We're going to go in a different direction now. We're going to go back to the baseball diamond. And um, the Mariners have not made the playoffs since 2001. I think you might have been born that year, maybe. So you've never even – you don't even know what the playoffs are. It's like a foreign word to you. Yeah. Playoffs. What Mariner, either that's on the roster right now or in the farm system, do you think will be the biggest key – to getting the Mariners back to the playoffs, Ooh, that's tough. I'm bringing. I we told you, it's Sunday Fun Day. Yeah, it's a grab bag. There's, there's, there's no, no prep for this one. This was the easiest show prep that we've done so far, and catching people off guard. But hey, if if you if you don't want to play with fire, you know, be careful. You might get burned.
1: Yeah. Um I would probably have to go with Logan Gilbert. Great pick. I mean I wanted to go with Kelnick, but right now I just feel like pitching is a huge piece of baseball and they the Mariners are struggling with with that right now and I think to have a reliable starter that could be around for a long time and hopefully get us to the playoffs and let me wit let us witness it. Let us watch it. Please let us be there. But yeah, I, re- I really think Gilbert is a massive piece for them to perform and make the playoffs. I mean, I do like Kelnick just cause guy just hits he plays hard hits the ball hard he isn't the tallest guy but he is built and has power and yeah I think those two guys if we can get them both to stay around and be big pieces for us they they could change the organization and for the better for the better, keep us around, keep them around. I, I agree. I, I was thinking a little bit more in the
0: long game. One of the guys that I, two guys, since you went with two that I would kind of highlight would be Julio Rodriguez. I was going to say
1: Julio too. Once he gets
0: to the bigs, you're looking at an outfield that can, that probably consists of Jared Kilnick, Julio Rodriguez and Kyle Lewis. And that's yeah. a pretty formidable crew. The other guy that I put is Emerson Hancock, our first round draft pick from last year mm-hmm. uh, pitcher as well, probably has the highest ceiling out of all the pitching prospects on the team. He's t- probably one of the guys that's a little bit further away, just getting drafted. Yeah. Um, but once those two are on the cusp for making the majors, you're assuming that you're going to have enough young talent where you can augment this team and make those splash signings to fill those Holes that you might have, but if those four guys can be cornerstones of this team, which you fully expect them to be, the Mariners could not only make the playoffs but be a contender for a long time. Hopefully, yeah. crossing my fingers, I'm not. Fingers, I don't want to be snake
1: bitten. No, no, you don't want to get snake bitten. Uh, all right. Well, I'll stick with, we'll stick with the Mariners. I got a question for you. If you could, if the Mariners could get anyone from the MLB right now, not having to trade anything, just one guy, who do you think would be the biggest piece for them to get? To potentially make the playoffs and, make that push for the world yeah. series
0: this is this is very tough yeah i mean there's there's uh 30 teams each one has 26 guys on the current mlb roster so for we're sure. talking about for doing maths real quick that's a lot of guys
1: oh yeah it's <laughs> so, a lot uh, god um just off yeah like who I or who I mean, would you want to see on the mariners
0: at the beginning of the year i probably would have slanted heavy towards a starting pitcher Uh because i feel like that's the area that the mariners lacked a top elite talent but i i'm just having a tough time here with myself just because (laughs) of how poorly the mariners are hitting right now yeah like it's it's killing me. And then I'm trying to think of, all right, well, if I bring this guy in here, is he going to block someone in the future? Got a lot of things going through my head here. (laughs) I bet. Um, If I were going to go with one player right now, which I think would be a good fit now and good fit for the longer term future, give me two. I'm going to go I'm going to go with the pitcher and a position player. How about that? Okay. Yeah, that works. For my pitcher, I'm going to go with Blake Snell. And the reason I'm going to okay. go with Blake Snell, he was the workhorse for the Tampa Bay Rays last year when they were in the playoffs. Um and he's also from the area. I think it would help build fanfare. I think that it would help build that following back up because a lot of people do like Blake Snell. He's very active when it comes to social media. He interacts with people really well and the dude straight deals when he's on the bump. When he's healthy, he's one of the best in the league. He's still relatively young when it comes to pitchers. I think he's in his late 20s. So he's still got got some uh, life left in that arm. Mm -hmm. And I think that he would be the perfect piece to go with a younger pitching squad, especially when you look at the future, when you still have Justin Dunn on this team. You have Justice Sheffield. You're looking at Logan Gilbert, who's currently on the squad. Kirby Hancock or Kirby George Kirby and Emerson Hancock you know could be a good guy for them to learn from as well and being from the area I think he wants to see the Mariners in the playoffs too like bring, bring it home do it for the home squad exactly and for the position player I mean there's only one guy that I can think of. And it hurts me a little bit just because it's a guy that we have the most depth that I was trying to look and go, all right, you know, if we were to get X second baseman, which is the biggest hole, or maybe this catcher, but second baseman catcher isn't sexy. I don't want to talk about those guys. I want, mm-hmm. I want Mike Trout to come play. Oh he's yeah. The best overall player in the bigs <laughs> has been for years when he's healthy, the dude's unstoppable. So you give me Mike Trout on this team who also struggles to make to the playoffs. You get Blake Stell on this team. Then we were a playoff monster. Yes. We're,
1: back. we're dangerous, but I like those picks. Those are good.
0: Uh, if I were, was
1: kind of thinking the, like, your take. I mean, I was looking at where you were like, I don't want to do a second baseman and stuff like that, but I thought of, like, a DJ LeMay like good glue guy. Yeah. The guy that can just like hit 300 and not he just does it all, you know, like can hit home runs at times, but also just gets on base and has a good average, like gets in scoring position, those types of guys. I really like that. Um, But yeah, I mean, Mike Trout is just, you'd love to have him you'd love to just if any if if any team in the bigs
0: right now um could have mike trout i mean it's great (laughs) i really want
1: to take him oh yeah
0: if you were to get one pitcher though who would it be
1: (sighs) i mean i want to say kershaw just because i he's he's older but it's just he's he's insane Great pitcher and you or maybe even like a Trevor Bauer, like yeah. younger guy with that it's kind of a hothead but like you, you kind of want, that, want that. Yeah, you want that on your team and you want I, have to, I don't know. I like the way Trevor Bauer pitches and just kind of how he like acts. He's he's got a confidence, might be a little cocky, but I think I think he's I think he's a lot of cocky. Yeah, it's it's a lot of cocky, but I, I like that about him because when you're pitching in the MLB, you kind of, you got to have it. And he does. He's a mean dude. He's got the stuff. Yeah. I like Joe Kelly though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> i love to man. see Joe
0: Kelly. <laughs> that was so great last year. You know what? Um, if I were to take insert a fan base in, to this if we're gonna if we're gonna take this a little further i would pick every fan base who's playing against the astros and i want you to give them as much guff as possible like it was such bs this offseason when dusty baker was like hey guys like don't don't yell at the players and all this stuff like they've 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 got their judgment. Like they've suffered the consequences. Like what are you teaching kids to call out other players? Like, dude, you guys got the cheating scandal in a season where no fans could be there. No one atoned for it. The only people that got hurt by it was your head coach AJ Hinch, the Carlos Beltran who got the Mets job, Alex Cora who was with Boston. They all got fired. Um, how many games did Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve and Carlos Correa, how many games did they get suspended? Zero. So, uh, yeah, give me every single fan base that's going against the Astros and let's just keep it going until like everyone just yell and make fun of the Astros until they're as bad as the Astros were before they went on this run and then you can let them be. Like wait till you guys are cellar dwellers again. And then, then we're good.
1: Like let it be, let it be.
0: Well, I think that will probably about wrap it up for us. A little grab bag episode and don't worry. uh, WSU. We will be talking about you.
1: I promise. We won't leave you stranded.
0: Gonzaga. We also will uh, be talking about you big news for Gonzaga today. True uh, stash yeah
1: True timmy timmy, timmy. timmy
0: <laughs> is coming back for you so he's back congrats. congrats you got timmy back you got old seven foot nine chet sanderson coming there whatever his last name is chet, I yeah. his first name
1: is chet. chet holmgren i think it is or something yeah. like that
0: yeah that does sound very right so chet. we'll be talking about you guys and also, don't worry, Kraken, we haven't forgot about you. We've got some gear repping it right now. But you don't have a team, and you only have one player, and we don't know anything about you. So guess what? We're not going to talk about you yet.
1: Not and, yet. Like, some, sometime soon. Someday so, soon. Um, you know, Kraken fans out there for the
0: non-existent team, I'm going to harken back to one of the bands that just – spoke for a generation and quote nickelback real quick <laughs> the fans out there that want us to talk about the kraken we will someday somehow we're gonna make it all right <laughs> uh, right now
1: <laughs> not right now yeah. not at all
0: <laughs> but we appreciate all you guys listening <clears throat> uh follow us on social media twitter at the real coach red at lefty france Give it uh, a follow. Let's get some discussions. Give us some follows. And if you want, if you have some topics or teams from here that you want to discuss a little bit, you want us to touch base on, let it let it rip. We're ready. We want we're we will be prepared and give you the best answers that we can give, which I don't know if you know they're pretty damn
1: good. So damn good.
0: Let it rip tater
1: chip. <laughs> let her <laughs> rip tater chip. <laughs> All right. That's
0: gonna wrap it up for us tonight. Uh you know what? Why don't you stay fresh?
1: Stay fresh, peeps.